Do you know your narcissistic red flags? Maybe you've been watching for a while and you're like, I think I know. All right, we're gonna test you out today because I want to give you a couple different red flags and see how you do. If you guys are new here and you don't know who I am, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist. I'm a founder of Raw Motivations, creator of the NARC app, and the 45-Day Clarity Challenge. Today, we're gonna to give you a, a quiz on red flags with a narcissist, and we'll, we'll see how you do. The goal is to be able to help you have awareness on toxicity and to be able to get you clarity free from the confusion and the crazy-making of being with that toxic person. To dive in, we're going to have 10 red flags today to be able to talk through. I want you to listen carefully and write down below which ones you've personally experienced, which ones have actually happened. All right, let's dive in. Let's see how you do. Okay, number one, red flag. Your feelings don't matter. No matter what you say, no matter what you do, it doesn't really matter. You're left in confusion, oftentimes panic. There's a huge aspect of anxiety and worry, but it doesn't really matter because what matters is that other person. Yours don't match up. Yours don't apply. Yours don't count. Number two, red flag. is a lot of times you'll see a narcissist complain about other people to you all the time. But the thing is, they won't complain to that person's face. They won't actually tell them. They'll be like, oh my gosh, you're the greatest person ever. Can you believe that person? I hate this person. You know, it'll go back and forth, okay? So they'll complain about. They'll complain to you about all the people out there, not to their face. And oftentimes, after they've gotten away from you or broken up from you or something like that, they go back to those people. Maybe that's a, a crazy ex. Maybe that's, you know, a family that they said was awful. Like all these friends that they, you know, shunned while they were with you that they go right back to. And they've got you into the place of being like, oh, like I'm special because I'm their confidant because they're telling me all these things, but they're complaining about all these people, but not to their face. It goes back and forth. It gets really confusing. Okay. That's number two. That was a little confusing, but it's okay. We're moving on. Number three, arrogant. Okay. Simple. How much of a person is showing arrogancy, pride, you know, all this kind of stuff that's like, oh, I'm the best. Okay. And oftentimes in the relationship, it gets confusing because at the first little bit, it's a little bit more like, wait a second, they're, they're actually like humble. Like they actually seem to be open. They seem to be vulnerable. And then you get to a place where you start to see like, no, like they actually think that they're superior. They're actually talking down to me. They're actually belittling me. There's a little bit of these passive aggressive, like faux compliments that's making me feel better, but like, oh, it hurts at the same time. Like, those kind of things pop it in there. So arrogant, but then all of a sudden, wait a second. No, they're actually looking to themselves as being more superior. Number four, entire life being consumed with that person. Now, this is different than just someone being like madly in love. Okay, this is actually going to the next level of like, wait a second. Everything's consumed with this person. As a result, they're all that you talk to and they start to isolate you from the people that you love and care about. This could be isolating you from, you know, your friends, your family. This could have you cancel plans with them because, oh, now we have plans or they wanted to do this with me instead. And you drop everything in your life to be able to spend time with this person because they want to spend time with you. And it's like, wait, that's the whole life, like everything, like consumed. Number five, cold, hot, attention, ignore everything like up and down, like always like, wait a second, they like me. They don't like me. They, they, they love me, they're leaving. Like they're paying attention to me, they ghosted me. Like they're, they're, they're one way in private and then they're a different way in public. Like you're always going back and forth. Like 
Like what is actually real? What is actually not? And you get to a place where you're always confused of like, I don't know. Like, are we together? Are we not together? Like what is actually going on? Number six, often having pity parties. Okay. They behave abusive and then be like, oh, like this is just because of, you know, stuff that happened. Like my behavior is because of the things that I've been through. Like I was abused as a kid. That's why I yell at you now. Like I was like, this happened to me. I lost this person. So this is why I throw things. Like there's so many different things of like my behavior is because of something. It's never because of them. It's never, it's never their responsibility. So it's like, woe is me. Like I'm a, I'm I, like, just, you should pity me. You should have, you know, guilt towards me. You know, like all this kind of stuff. It's all like back on me. Okay. Oftentimes in this kind of scenario, you'll see people that are like, yeah, I just totally hate drama. And they're like, but you always seem to be at the center of it. Food for thought. All right. Number seven, hidden abuse. And you see, oftentimes narcissists will come into your life and they'll slowly start to erode your identity and make you feel lost. Get you to the place that you don't actually know who you are. You no longer have any clarity of your, your purpose or your vision or your values or, or what you actually love or hate. Instead, it's just kind of like, I'm just existing. Because that abuse is very slow and very ramped up. Like getting to the place of like, wait a second, like I don't even know who I am anymore. Like I'm struggling to put together sentences. And I'm struggling to put together my thoughts. And I'm struggling to actually like show up and be the person that everybody knows me to be because... I've been with this person and it feels like it's all sucked away. Number eight is triangulation. Oftentimes, this is where narcissists will surround a lot of people around you and around them to make you think that they need all this attention, to make you think that you have to vie for their attention, to make you think that they're always in high demand, that there's everybody, like uh, people are always trying to get my time and everything, so you should be grateful for the pieces that I give. And then as a result, I'll talk to other people, they'll start getting mad at you, you'll start getting mad at them, like or start manipulating the board, and all of a sudden you find yourself like upset at other people that you've never even met. Or upset at other things and you're like, wait a second, like I haven't even evaluated that. I don't even know if that's true. That's just what that person, the toxic person, told me. Number nine, easily bored. See, a lot of narcissists are, you know, high in adrenaline junkies, not just like adrenaline, like, let me jump off building, but adrenaline of like, I want to be able to control a situation. I want something that's going to give me a high from supply, from people, from things, from work, from object, from money, anything like that. I want to be able to find something that makes me feel better about myself so I don't have to look at the stuff that's inside. As a result, a lot of times narcissists are going after different stimulation, different highs, different praise, different admiration, all these different things to try to be able to hide the fact of the emptiness inside, which is why a lot of times you'll find a narcissist that oftentimes will hardly ever be alone. It's like, why would I want to be alone with myself and have to deal with myself? That's way too scary. So like, hey, I'm going to leave and I'm going to go be with someone else or I'm going to always be with someone so I don't have to deal with who I am. It's like, wait, okay, if you're not interested, then I'll go be with someone else. Like, I'm always got to have someone in in the wings of the of the play to make sure that I have supply, I have people, I have things that can make me feel better about myself. Okay, so it's easily bored. And number 10, last but not least, would be number 10, cracks in their mask. And this would be when you're going through life with this person, when you're interacting, you see different 
aspects of being really nice and then really mean. It's kind of like the back and forth, but you're like, wait a second, like the person that charmed me for so long now is just giving me harm. Like the person that was super nice is now digressing with a lot of these different fights. It just doesn't seem to add up. This is the hard part for a lot of people is it develops cognitive dissonance, which enables a trauma bond, which enables people being stuck for long periods of time because they're like, I don't know which I should actually believe. Do I believe their words or do I believe their actions? Do I believe the mask or do I believe what I'm seeing every once in a while? We're going over those 10. How'd you do? Did you know these? And it was like, it's like one and it was like a lot. Okay. How many of those have you seen or how many of those have you experienced yourself? Okay. How many you have? Leave a comment down below so that other people can see that they're not alone. More people need to understand that they're not alone and to be able to find themselves after being with this craziness helps when we have a community of people to be able to say, hey, I've experienced that too. I've experienced that too. If you're wondering, how do I actually find myself after dealing with all this? After dealing with the craziness, the confusion, how do I actually deal with that? I want to announce that we've just released our 45-day Clarity Challenge. You can go to claritychallenge.net and it's a place where you can learn to change your life, to find yourself after the toxic person. Whether you're with the toxic person or gone from toxic person, it doesn't really matter. It just means, hey, you need to find yourself because you haven't found yourself for the longest period of time because they've isolated you, they've manipulated you, they've changed your life, your perspective, all these different things. You need to find yourself since you've been with a toxic person. If you need a community along that path to try to be able to help you move forward to heal, grow, and change, then go to narcap.com. Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. It's a recovery community to help you progress forward in your healing journey into a growth mindset as you continue to invest in you and become more equipped with courses, with knowledge, with tracking, with community, with monthly live, with monthly coaching and weekly lives to help you progress forward in your healing journey. If you want to talk to me sometime one-on-one, you can go to rawmotivations.com. You can click on one-on-ones. We can talk through coaching options to be able to help you live free and live full after you've been with a toxic person. It's Ben Taylor signing off. I hope you live your life authentically, grow, heal, and change from that toxicity.